Welcome to Family Unmuted, where Ruben and Tiana Estrada open the door to their lives as real estate brokers, owners of a family business, parents, and everything in between. This is our world, Unmuted. Well, welcome back. We're on episode 10. Just jumped into the conference room and just wanted to talk about money. How to make it. (laughs) Well, so the conversation started with challenges. So for those of you who don't know, we have daily huddles with our team. Well, we can't get away from each other. Well, that. (laughs) We're together a lot. Mm -hmm. A lot. Um, But sometimes in dynamics like this, when you are together at work, at home, sometimes we don't um, acknowledge taking time to have conversations about where each of us are. Like we just go along as a team and we're doing things for the team and we're pushing for the team, but we don't take time to kind of say, how's everybody doing and what are your challenges? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we've been we've been guilty of that. We've just been so focused on the task at hand and not having a conversation about just how are things. True. Um, I think in some of our conversations, you know, definitely economics pops up into the question. Uh, especially so much better when you say economics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds exciting. Yeah. But it's not. It's not. So everybody has their own economics to deal with. Um, and that's always difficult. Um, especially at times that, you know, now on a grander scale, you know, inflation and all those things, interest rates, yada, yada, yada. All those Gas things come prices. into play. <laughs> sure. Yeah, everything. Gas, it's expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Things are expensive. Mm-hmm. So how do we determine... How do we determine how we get paid? How much do we get paid? You know, if you took your if you took yourselves out of your environment, out of our team, and you had to go get a job or you had to go start a business, what would you do? How would you how would you approach that? So if someone came to you and said, Hey, you know what, I I love what you guys are doing. You guys sell a lot of real estate or whatever it is. Can you help me build a business or can you help me go get a job or can you, can you help me make money? How do I do that? What would you say? Ideally go to school and get a good job afterwards. Okay. Interesting. So going to school, get a good job. Um, I have a different answer. Okay, well, we'll get to that, yeah. right? So, going to school, I so I know a lot of people that have went to school, got a degree, and now they can't find a job. I think those people... Do you think are, that's the minority or the majority? I don't know exactly. I would imagine it's like half-half. I'd imagine half people are going to college for at least a good university... People are going to college for the experience more, mm-hmm. and they're not thinking like, "Oh, what's the end result of this?" Sure, and that's why they get stuck afterwards. But mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I mean Trinity. You now, see, Trinity had to do the right thing. She knew she did the right programs in her schooling. She knew exactly what to do to get the job she wanted, and she made it happen. 
Gotcha. Well, and Trinity had a lot of conversations about clarity. And again, we talk about clarity a lot. And I think we've mentioned this before that every single year, Trinity has to sell us on why she's going to school. And with that clarity came, I mean, we talked about it the other night when I had dinner with her and I'm like, how, how is literally everything that you wanted to happen happening? Mm-hmm. And it's just because she was super clear on that from the time she was younger. She was just very clear. And I think that comes with having hard conversations and having real conversations and um, Trinity's just wired different. But to your point, she also talks about several people that she knows at school who are highly invested in school and they've had a lot of money and time and they're now in their senior year like I don't want to do this I don't want to do what I went to school for but I don't know what I'm gonna do so to your point there's a lot of people who just go for the experience or go because they were they were told right and I think that that becomes a challenge I think that becomes the the default it's like I don't know what I'm gonna do so I'm gonna go to school because school buys you more time yeah, I think that's it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gives you another four years to think about, yeah. maybe figure out what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, 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 that could be a good option. Um, we just, and then we've also had, you know, parents that we talk with where they've gone to school, got the degree, and then that degree has no market value. There's, there's no jobs available for that. Or any that actually pay you enough to make a decent living. So that's what I mean by market value. What, it, what is the market willing to pay you for what you do? Well, and I think at this time, just over the last few years, what I'm seeing is like, we need trades so badly. Like, if I were to tell a young person who wasn't sure what they were going to do mm-hmm. or had no idea, I would say, go get a trade. Go to trade school start a trade because the demand is so high and the need is there. And so I, it's funny that we went from trades were it to now everybody wants to be in tech and this for a long period of time. And then that kind of fizzled out and we're now back to really just needing hardworking trades. And there's a serious lack of that right now. Yeah. So if you were going to go to school, if you were going to follow the path of go to school, get a job, I would say find a trade. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, trade meaning plumbing, electrician, plumber, electrician, HVAC, HVAC welding, uh, mechanic, welding, carpenter. Well, especially with uh, the all those things. Bowman program that are and everything's popping up now. Like so many more Bowman schools. Like you can get. You don't have to go to college to get a trade now. Yeah, like you just jump right in. There's a lot of scholarship opportunities in those lines too. Um, so, but yeah, it, yeah it's, I mean, it's, but it's not, it, ha, it doesn't have any sizzle because when you talk to people, you talk to these kids that go to these trade schools and they're like, oh, I'm going to trade school as I'm just going to be, like, oh, I'm just going to be an electrician or I'm just going to be a plumber. No, no. Oh my gosh. I've sold so many houses to millionaire plumbers, mm-hmm. to millionaire electricians. I mean... If you, if you could only know, if you threw like a little entrepreneurial spirit on top of your trade, do you know how easy of a path that would be? 
Oh my gosh. Like maybe if I if I had to do it all over again, you asked me that question in the podcast, I may have went and, and got in a trade, threw my entrepreneurial spirit into it, mm-hmm. and built a massive plumbing company or, or electrician like or yeah. whatever it is. No, when I hate when I talk to people who are starting a trade or in a trade, I just want to say thank you because yeah. we cannot function without trades we can't function without farmers like they they are hugely hugely important in our day-to-day life and i don't think people realize that and i think we're starting to see the ramifications of that yeah, and i mean like, we and can't sell houses that don't have plumbing or don't have electricity well it's a need yeah. something in one of the trades pops up on every single house that we sell Every single one, either the furnace needs something, the roof needs something, the electricity, like a panel, whatever. Like yeah. we need a trade every single time we sell a house. Yep. Watch your ears. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I agree with Isaiah in that college is good if you know why you're going, if you know what you need it for. And it's required for what you're going to be doing. Yes, so doctor, attorney, lawyer, yes, all those things require a degree. If your profession requires a degree, then go get it. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't, why would you spend time getting one? Because yeah, employers are going to always take someone that's got a couple, one or two year head start over someone that just studied it for four years. Yeah, experience over experience trumps a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, your answer was totally different. Yeah. What is your answer? I, I, I don't like school. Just me personally. And I just have a different philosophy when it comes to it. So, I like like you said, experience over everything, I feel like. So, just try out anything that excites you and see if it actually, like, you can sustain that excitement. So, so, so you still have some friends because you're just a young little baby. Um, you still have friends that are in high school. <laughs> There's mom talk. I don't know why she went to that voice. Like, <laughs> okay. I do when I talk about my kids. Anyway, well, no. So you still have friends that are still like in school. Yeah. So if they were going to come to you and say, hey, Nathaniel, we graduate in a few months. What advice would you give them? Ooh. Well, they're athletes and they're really good athletes. So, they wanted to go to college for their athleticism. I would totally like encourage that, but I'd also say like that only lasts for so long. So make sure you're going there for a reason. And if they didn't want to go for athleticism, then I would say it really depends on what they want to do. Like what? If they what? Don't know. Like how if do you find out what you want to do? Everyone has a hobby or a Something that excites them when it comes to being in the world. So whether that is being a coach for basketball, whether that's being a trainer. like So if basketball excites you, make a business out of it, I would say. So your answer would be, if you're not going to go to school, start a business? Yes, or work for someone who has that business. Okay. What if that doesn't pay enough? Enough. Meaning... In your eyes, you don't get paid enough to make a living that you think you deserve. Well, what's not enough? <laughs> Let's say it doesn't pay enough to pay your bills. 
Well then, I would say use. I would first convince my. I would, I would convince you guys to be like, hey, I got this job, sort of like an internship. And if I was going to college, this is what I would study. Mm-hmm. So I would use them to be like, hey, can I live with you for the next four years? I can't really live on my own with this pay, but I'm learning a lot, and eventually I'm I getting wanna, experience. Yes, I'm yes. building up my my Resident. market value. Yes, I'm, I'm going to think of it as market value. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this is where it's going to lead me in four years. Okay. Okay. So I would use it as like, I'm going to college, but not in a traditional way. Like I'm not. Well, you're getting educated, which, yes. which we always told you, if you don't go to college, you still need to get educated. Mm-hmm. Education doesn't stop. In fact, it doesn't stop for us. We. We continue to read. We continue to go to trainings. We we ch- continue to get you know cert- certificates. All those things because education is nonstop. Mm-hmm. We always need to get. We always need to learn something. So don't get confused. Us telling people not to go to college or whatever by not being not continuing your education. No, yes. You're continuing yeah. education just a different sort of way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when you go that way, it doesn't feel like education. Like, experience does not feel like education. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Like, when I think of education, I think of the education system. I think of sitting in a class with a teacher with a whiteboard or a projector, and they're teaching me the definitions and how it works and all that stuff mm-hmm. that I hated. Mm-hmm. But when I think of experience, I'm like, all right, I'm going out with my mentor. I'm going to go see, like, if I was to go be a basketball trainer, I'm going to help him set up the cones. I'm going to help him talk to people. I'm going to go help him get ice for, like, players. All that stuff. Like, that's what I see as, like, fun. I'm learning how to do it, but not in a way that, like, is pressuring you to focus on it. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Sure. Sure. So how do you guys think you increase your market value? Knowledge. And how do you get the knowledge? Experience. And how do you get the experience? So now we're talking like Ari, our yeah. five-year-old. Oh, yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? Learning from Why? the best. Learn, yes. Learning well, from learning the best. Learning from people. So okay. seeking out, mm-hmm. seeking out people who are doing it the way you want to do it or making as much as you want to make or whatever it might be seeking those people out Mm -hmm. and then learning what they do and then trying to replicate that finding a mentor yes okay okay and so what happens when they tell you to do things that you don't want to do then you don't want it bad enough because I've been there okay I think it just depends. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Depends on depends what? on yeah. How does how does it depend? I mean, like what context? I mean, someone's telling you to do something you don't want to do. Yeah. So Isaiah, Fair. welcome aboard. We're glad to have you on the team. You need to do X, Y, and Z in order to be successful. Are you willing to do X, Y, and Z? No. Do this. You're willing to cold call for eight hours a day. That's it. In order to be successful in this position, you need to cold call strangers eight hours a day. I think 
the challenge of that. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, like, I, know, I love it. I love the way you're framing the the challenge. The challenge. Yeah. It is. It's hard yeah. at first. Like, like I'm trying to think of the end result. I'm trying to think of like when you're really good at cold call. Then you might like doing it for eight hours. Mm. So I think it's like you got to decide if you can you make it over that hurdle and get to that point. Mm-hmm. Well, and to be clear, I don't think there's anybody who would enjoy cold calling eight hours a day. Yeah, like yeah. no, nobody would. Um, but to your point, there there's going to be things that you have to do that you don't want to do. And then when you do decide to do them, you're still going to be scared. Like think about like a surgeon. Mm-hmm. They've practiced on all kinds of body parts and all kinds of whatever. And then they've read the books, they've done the thing. And then you got to go in and you have to do your first surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would be like wanting to throw up. Mm-hmm. Like I would be so terrified. Mm-hmm. But they want to be the best surgeon so bad that they're going to they're gonna go and hope for the best. <laughs> and it works out fine, usually. And so it doesn't matter what you do, you're going to have that fear, even in a trade. Like the first time you replace a furnace or... The first time you rewire a house, you're like, oh, I hope I did that right. It doesn't burn down. Like, there's there's fear in everything. And I think we don't respect that enough to just be like, oh, I'm a little bit scared. I'm done. I'm not going to do it. It doesn't matter what it is in your life. There's, there's going to be fear. Sure. So how do you react to that fear and how do you keep going? Yeah. How do you, how do you switch it so you use fear as a motivator? Mm-hmm. as opposed to a deterrent. That's that's where the magic happens. And sometimes it's... You almost need the worst to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, to be like, as much as you're, I got that out of the way. Because you it's know? like it's already I happened. That out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like yeah. you're, you're so worried about the worst happening that when it really happens, you're like, oh... It wasn't so bad. I made it. I'm still here. And you move forward. So it's almost like you want the worst to happen to you as quickly as possible. So that you can move past it and, and, and keep going. True. So true. We have this conversation about our kids and some of the decisions that our children have made in their life. And we would sit there and be like, oh, I, if they came home and said this, like, oh my gosh, could you imagine? Da, da, da. And then a year later... It's someone knocks up, I need to talk to you, mom and dad. And it's like, and then when you guys say it, we're like, oh, because it like had already happened in our head. True. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like we had already envisioned our reaction. We had already envisioned like how terrible it was going to be. So when you guys actually said it, we're like, oh, it's almost like we already dealt with it. Well, the, and the other <laughs> thing that college, I think would put in the pro column is that it teaches you how to be structured. It teaches you, you have to show up at this time. You have to be at this place. You have to do this assignment. You have to, you create some discipline and some skills. Well, don't you do that with a job? Not you, if you're an entrepreneur. It's not very, if you're an entrepreneur. Hard. It's yeah. like nobody's there. there's no consequences. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you sleep all day, there's nobody there going to wake you up. Mm-hmm. There's nobody there forcing you to do the things that you need to do. As opposed to college, there's some consequences. And there's actually a scoreboard. You get grades. So you see how you're doing. How do you compare to your classmates? 
You know, how do you compare it to the rest of the school? All those things, there's some value in that and that it does teach you how to do things that you don't want to do to some extent, mm -hmm. which is, a, it's an incredible education just from that aspect alone. If you take those skills and then you start a business and you're already used to doing all those hard things that you don't want to do, maybe your path is a little bit easier as an entrepreneur. Maybe. Or maybe you're just built that way. You know, you know what? You just have a high standard and you're like, you know what? If it's to be, it's up to me mentality. Mm-hmm. What else were we talking about? We were talking about... Well, we were talking about um, challenge. How, are, how do you increase your market value? How, how do you make money, basically? Well, because that's how this whole thing started, yeah. right? We were having a conversation and, again, asking each other, or we asked you guys, what's your biggest challenge right now? Making you guys money. said making <laughs> 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 and that You know that continue. whole commission thing? Yeah, that, that thing. Yeah. Yep. No, yeah. <laughs> well, it all goes back to what is your market value? I mean, it's as simple as that. When I say that to you, what does it mean? Like, what pops into your head? Like, if someone hired you, how much would your value bring to them? Mm hmm Yeah, exactly that. Mm hmm And if no one knows what your market value is, what's your market value? So you could have a very high market value, but if no one knows about you, Zero. it doesn't matter. So what's the well, challenge? That, what's the challenge? Well, then it goes back to college. Like, You can have a high market value learning about all this stuff, but if you don't experience it, you're at zero. Or if there's no jobs available. You're at zero. You're at zero. Mm-hmm. So without the experience, you have no market. At least when you have a job or experience, you have some market value. You have something to relate or express. Or not only that, but what if there's a lot of you out there? What do you mean? What is your market value? Let's say there's a lot of, a lot of people that have a degree in what you're doing. Communications. <laughs> or maybe it's there's a lot of attorneys out there. There's a huge class of, of law students that just came out and there's a hot, let's say there's a hundred law students and there's 10 jobs. What do you think your market value is? Lower or higher? Lower. So there's the economics of market value, right? Yeah. It's supply and demand. Mm -hmm. It's what we deal with every day. When there's a lot of buyers and not a lot of houses, market value goes up. When there's a lot of houses for sale and no buyers, market value goes down. The same with humans. There's a lot of jobs, not enough humans, your market value goes up. When there's a lot of humans and not a lot of jobs, market value goes down. Yeah, but how do you increase it? That's difficult. Because... That's the whole reason why we started having this conversation. How do you make money? How do you increase that market value? Well, and that's why me and Isaiah are here. Well, my, <laughs> we're not here for anything else. Answer the question. Stop avoiding like, Turn the camera on. Let's get a mic. Let's do this. Well, but, well but here's so the hard thing is, and this is that's the million dollar question. 
I can guarantee you that you cannot increase your market value quickly. There's no, there's no shortcut to increase it, increase your market value because either you need to get experience, you need to get education, you need to these days create a following, whatever that is, it can't be, there's no shortcut. And I think that's the hard, well, that's the biggest challenge for people is I want it now, I want it yesterday, I want it tomorrow. And you just can't, you can't automatically just decide that your market value is this and then that's what it is. You have to establish that and that takes time. Well, you that's don't, a good point. You don't, that's a very good point. You don't establish your own market value, other people do that. But you do that through the value that you continue to bring to people mm -hmm. and then people start to demand that value. But you can't, I can't tomorrow say, this is going to help me sell 200 homes because I'm the best agent out there. Call me. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. You can't say it. You can't say it once. You can't show it once. And you can't rush experience. So that's the hard part. So how, so then the question becomes, how do you make money while working on increasing your market value? And sometimes there are things that I think every entrepreneur who might be listening to this will know, like you DoorDash, you Uber, you find that side hustle that you do on the side. And during the day, you are 100% focused on increasing your market value in whatever it is you want to be or you're working toward. But you're filling in the blanks because there's no quick way to get there. You are not going to be the number one real estate agent in six months. You're just not. It's a hard pill to swallow. It was a hard pill to swallow when I, when I was sitting in your shoes because I wanted to be the best today and it's difficult you, you and you can you can act a certain way mm -hmm. without the production meaning you get into the office at a certain hour you do the things that matter the most you create relationships and you time block and you do all the things you're supposed to be doing regardless of what the result is you act as a professional in anything that you do. I don't care if you're selling hot dogs. You're a professional in selling hot dogs. You get up, you buy your hot dogs, you buy your buns, you get your condiments, you get your cart, you're out there at lunchtime, you sell your freaking hot dogs, you prepare for the next day, you go home. And I don't care if you still have 100 hot dogs in your cart and you didn't sell one. You were a professional that day. And that adds up. That adds up. That's how you increase your market value every single day is by being a professional. Well, and so much, we've gone through so much training in our career and I used to poke fun at affirmations and, you know, 
see you see the person you want to be and I just I would just sit there and I'm like this is ridiculous this is dumb can we leave early my younger self and now I'm like there is power in living the life you want and what I mean by that is that doesn't mean go rent a Lamborghini and drive it for a week that's not what it means it's be the person that that person that you're you're trying to get to be that person right now not materialistically but inside be that person if that person let's just put a number on it if that person is making $200,000 a year what do you think they do every day they have the $200,000 a year they're living it up what do you think they do every day do you think they sleep till 11 do you think they sit on TikTok for two hours? Do you think that they wear their sweats all over town? Do you think that they... No, they don't. So why aren't you already becoming that person? Because the money is just a result of being that person. Well, it's the whole... I don't know if I've ever told you this. It's the be, do, have. You ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. Be, do, have. Okay. So there's... I'm writing a couple things. So there's have, do, be versus be, do, have. And this goes right into the point that you're, you're talking about. Most of society says, if I only had a million dollars, then I can do what I need to do in order to be who I need to be. As opposed to, I need to be who I need to be in order to do what I need to do in order to have what I want to have. Most of society's here. And they don't start because they never, they're never given the amount of money or the opportunity or whatever it is, whatever excuse you want to plug in there. I never had that, so I can't do that, so I can't be this person, okay? We need to be this. We need to be the person who we want to become first in order to do the things that that person can do in order to have the things that we want to have. That's the difference. That's success. Well, and if you truly think about it, like if we, if, if there were three people sitting in this room and we didn't know the bank account balance of any of them, but they're all in suits, they're all very knowledgeable, they're very educated, they're whatever, you, you, and you had to guess which one had a million dollars, you probably couldn't do that. So... Why aren't you being that person? Because it doesn't matter. Nobody's going to come up to you and ask you what your bank balance is. Nobody's going to come up to you and ask you, well, how many homes did you sell this year? Unless they're another agent. (laughs) But nobody's going to ask you that. Mm -hmm. So what does it matter? It doesn't change who you need to be and what you need to do. Makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And once you make this mind shift, like once we made this mind shift, we like, yeah. it, it just starts to come from places that you just didn't even know. So the question is, who do you need to be first? Mm -hmm. Who do you need to be? That's the first question. Well, and some people call it manifestation. Some people call it faith. Some people call it clarity. Whatever it is you call it, you are only going to gain whatever it is you're putting out into the world. Well, we talked about this and that all the gifts, the skills, the talents that you have, that you possess, you have a responsibility to go do good in the world. There's, everybody has their own deck of cards that they were dealt, you know. You come from a different family than I came from. You came from a different family than I came from. You've come from a different family than our, my kids have come from. But what are all the things that, what are all the tools and the skills that you have developed from your childhood and the way that you were raised? That creates a certain responsibility to go do something good. You just got to figure out what that is. Well, we all have that responsibility. Yeah. And I think as entrepreneurs, we do a really bad job. There's a lot of entrepreneurs out there talking about, they don't talk enough about what a gift it is to have the entrepreneurial spirit mm. because not everybody has it. And it's not something that you You're can, right. it's not something that you can just get. You can't just decide like, Hey, today it's not made for everybody. And that's why some people do it and some people don't. And that's not right or wrong. It's mm -hmm. just the way it is. Some people do not have the entrepreneurial spirit. But those, those of us that do, I think we need to give that a little more gratitude. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, is it challenging? Yeah, but what I'm learning is it's no more challenging than anything else in life, so let's take that little thing away. Mm -hmm. The whole, oh, maybe I should just go do this because this is too hard. Well, guess what? When you go do that thing, it's gonna be hard because life is just hard. It's just hard. But I think if you woke up every day and you're like, the fact that you wake up and go when nobody tells you you have to go, that's a big freaking gift. It's a huge gift. So don't waste that, that day. If you had the fire in you and you had the spirit in you to get up and get ready and go somewhere where nobody's gonna know if you came or not, and go through the day, how are you not gonna receive rewards in like bulk from that? Over time. Over time, yeah. Not right away, are but over time. Are you going to, that's yeah, why I said. Gotcha, gotcha. So just, just to get like a graph, so let's come up with an example. So let's say I wanna make 100K a year. How do I, or how does anyone know how to become that person if they don't have it so so if i like let's say someone's making 100k i saw that 
do you just go right up to them? Do you certainly? There's 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 probably well, you people. don't know you don't know if they make hundred k or not. So, like you said, if there's like three pe- people with suits who have a million dollars in the bank account and one doesn't, who do you go up to? Yeah. Well, and 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 that comes from creating your market value in that even though you don't know which one of those three people is making the amount of money that you want to make and you want to follow them, something about them is going to resonate to you. You're going to be drawn to somebody for some reason. And usually when you see people out there who are making the amount of money that you want to make, because there's, there's plenty of people making, I don't know, pick a number. There's a million people making a million dollars. There's a million people making this amount of money. There's a million people. It goes back to be. Like, who do you want to be? Like, are you willing to have that $100,000, but you're a jerk and nobody wants to be around you? That's cool. So find who you want to be first. And then you'll find how you can make money being that person. And I think that's the challenge for young people. And I get it. You guys don't know who the hell you are yet. You just don't. Well, I just think with social media, there's a lot of facades out there too. Oh, yeah. It's like you you think they have a wonderful life and you peel back the curtain a little bit and you're like, ooh, I don't want that life. If that's what that means, I don't want that. And that's what you have to determine. Going back to what you're saying, if you want to go make a million dollars on social media, is there a model for that? I mean, your personal life might be really screwed up. I mean, you'll go places like, let's say you're a celebrity. Let's say you want to be Hollywood. And you cannot... Go to a restaurant without people recognizing you. You can't go anywhere without the you know, paparazzi or the mob. You can't go anywhere without being criticized for every little action that you do. Um, your personal life, yeah, yeah, they're standing outside your house. I mean, you can't, you have no privacy. Mm-hmm. So there's trade-offs for certain things that you do, and you just have to make sure that you're you're okay with that. I think people say initially they're okay with it, but when it happens, it's a different story. So be careful on who you want to be too. Um, Because that may not be what you want. And there are very few people, even when you've gone to college or you've become the attorney or you become the doctor, you don't just come out and you're making this insane amount of money. It, it doesn't work that way. So again, it's you, you just have to put in the time. If it's not given to you and you have to go out and you have to earn it, then you have to put in the time to earn it. There's just no way around it. There's just, I wish there was. I know that's where you're trying to get us to. <laughs> There's just, just no, no magic way bullet. around it. There's just it. no magic bullet. Just... And that's why I said so many entrepreneurs understand like this is this you guys are in the part of paying your dues. This is the part of paying your dues or putting in the sweat or whatever you want to call it. This is that time. And I mean, dad and I had side gigs. Dad at one point was delivering newspapers. 
he was process serving. Like whatever he could fit in to when he wasn't doing real estate, that's what he was doing. And that's what paid the bills when we didn't have the built up business to, but we always had faith we would get there and, and we have, but there's just no shortcut. It's not. I'm the master of trying to find shortcuts. Seriously. <laughs> he is. I, I've spent a lot of time, a lot of energy. There's no shortcuts. It just, just doesn't work. Even with officiating, high school basketball, something I played, something I coached, I thought my learning curve would be a lot less. And it wasn't. Not until this fourth year, things started to slow down for me. Wasn't the first year, wasn't the second year, wasn't the third year. Right about now, I could actually feel pretty comfortable on the court. And actually do somewhat of a decent job. Where I'm not holding my partners back <laughs> and screwing them up. So, NFL quarterbacks. You look at that, even the top draft picks, the most amount of talent, they come in, their interceptions are more than their touchdowns. Very rarely do they ever get to a Super Bowl in their rookie year. I don't know if it's ever happened. Well, People can close. check. That one guy was close. Close. Didn't happen. No. Maybe Russell Wilson. Well, we won't talk about him. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but think about it. You just can't. You just can't force it. It just doesn't happen. It's not the way the world works. So having that knowledge, then you guys have to go back and say, okay, ask yourself the question. Am I willing to put in the time? Do I want it that badly? Am I willing to do that? And once you ask yourself your, that question and you answer it, then you have your answer. But have you guys asked yourselves that question? Like knowing you're not going to speed this up. You're not going to get to the finish line in the next 90 days. Well, you Having that information, do you still want it as bad? And that's how you truly know if you're cut out to make it there or not. Well, you, talk, you hear all these social media people, YouTubers and whatever, they're they talk about the grind. So what, you, we all have our own grind. So what is that? And then once you determine what that grind is, then you, it's staring you in the face. Are you willing to tackle that every single day? Are you willing to eat fill in the blank until you're a year, two, three years into this until you start seeing fruit from it? And again, it goes back to relationships and truly having connections with people who can open your eyes to other things. 
and make it really clear. We were just talking about a good, good friend of mine who just found out that she was the number one agent for her real estate brokerage last year. That's freaking huge. She's a one person, like solo agent. She's number one for her real estate brokerage. So I am incredibly proud of her, but I also know her as an individual. And I know how freaking hard that was for her. Hard and work. I know what she did for the last year to do that. And I know it impacted her physically, mentally, health issues. I know all of that. So for me, that makes me even more proud and more excited of her. But everybody's going to see the number one agent. Nobody's going to see literally the blood, sweat, and tears she put into that for the last year. How did she give us her business? <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe you should go talk to her. <laughs> repeat and referral. She's on social media. She knows every single one of her neighbors. She serves her clients at a very high level. Um, and she freaking grinds. She grinds. Do you know how many years in the business? Seven? Doing what though? Is she meeting her neighbors? Is she... Well, she does events. She delivers. Uh, she's on the social committee. So she helps all of her, like anytime her neighborhood has an event, she's there. Um, and she just, she's her authentic self. And people love that about her. And people trust her for that reason. And so referrals are insane. Repeat business is insane. Um, and she just is out there just being herself unapologetically. And that draws people to her. And it's like we talked about last week. And she just happens to sell real estate. And she's really good at it. Well, her focus I... is never, I am your realtor. I am your realtor. Come that's never. It's about her introducing herself and letting people know the type of person she is, as many people as possible. So what kind of setting is she doing that in? Is it just social media? Is she going to an event? People. Um, it's mostly social media, and like I said, she goes any social event that they plan for her neighborhood. She goes, and she's there. Um, you know, she'll have drawings. She does pumpkin giveaways, all those kind of stuff. She's events for her sphere or for her neighborhood. Um, but really, she's she's just willing to put herself out there, her real raw self, all the time. Good, bad, ugly, everything in between. And she's rewarded with that, by rewarded for doing that with a lot of business. Well, that's, a, that's one thing that we've told you guys is go find those people. Go sit with them. Go study them. Those are models. And you may not do their entire model, but maybe you get a slice of something that you like and that's something that you can implement. You know, go to, go to panels, go to masterminds. Education, trainings, um, You know, there, there are pieces that you, we, we've talked about this in private. There are pieces that he and I do that you guys will pull from. And we are a great resource for you and we are a great way to keep you on track and say, yeah, you can do that. No, you can't do that. Here's what we see happening. Oh, this is a problem. Here's how we fix it. 
and all of that. But we've told you guys, we cannot make you get business the exact same way we do. Because mm -hmm. you're different. There's only you as the brand. Well, and you've learned just having conversations with other real estate people as you are brand new in the business and you go somewhere without us and you'll talk to other agents and they're like, Ruben Estrada, Tiana Estrada, the Estradas, the Estradas, they've done da 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 However, you've seen us yeah. for 25 years. It's, it's not been easy. It's not been pretty. We've all had times where our entire family struggled together. It's not easy. But it's like all of those graphics that you'll see on Instagram and anywhere else where oh, overnight success, or have you seen the one where there's like a glacier and then underneath is this huge part of the glacier that was like failure and doubt and bankruptcy and this and that and da da da, but you only see what's above the water, right? Mm -hmm. Or you only see the duck just sitting still, but its feet are like doing this under the water. That is what entrepreneurialism is. And it is constant. The funny, funny graphic that I see all the time that makes me laugh. It's like you wake up in the morning and you're like, I'm going to change the world today. And then at 10 o'clock, you're like, oh my God, I'm a loser. I quit. And then at 11, you get a call and you're like, ah, superwoman. And then it's at noon, you're like, it is a roller coaster. Yeah. And some people stay on and some people don't. So you just want to, you have to decide how much you like roller coasters and how long you're willing to stay on it. So take from this, go find the models that you want to follow. And hopefully it's a big model. Go after big models, implement those. See if this is what you had in mind. <laughs> and increase your market value. And whatever it is you do, choose to be a professional, whatever that is. Okay. And I think it's like everything else being with a parent-child relationship. And Isaiah, we count you in there as well because you've been such a part of our family for so long. And um, we've kind of taken you under our wing. And it'll be funny for me to see because I guarantee you that if you find a top producing agent in our area and you go sit down and have coffee with them, they're going to tell you the exact same things we tell you. But maybe you guys will listen to them differently. Because it's just that thing. You don't listen to parents or people you know. You don't listen to family the same way you listen to somebody else. That's fine. Yeah. We just want you to hear it. We just want you to hear it. All right. Let's wrap it up. Cool. Another episode. I forgot we're on the podcast. <laughs> Catch you on the next episode.